moment, I'm sorry I haven't a clue. The antidote to panel games. With Colin Sell at the piano, your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Hello. Hello and welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the programme that does for comedy what Cyril Smith does for tightrope walking. <laughs> I'd like to introduce... Well, I'd like to introduce Dizzy Gillespie, but he's not here. So <laughs> <laughs> On my left, Barry Cryer and Graham Garden. Well, sadly, <clears throat> Tim Brooke Taylor can't be here today because we told him to meet us at the end of the M25. So, <laughs> so please welcome in his place Stephen Fry with Willie Rushton. <laughs> well, sadly, Samantha's still down with something, so would you please welcome <laughs> as our scorer the divine Monica. We're going to start with a game called Initials. I'm going to read each contestant some initials, and I want to know what they think they stand for. Marks will be deducted for correct answers. <laughs> Willie, we're going to start with you. Here are your initials. C-I-E-C. The campaign for the impregnation of Edwina Curry. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer that one to the real one, in fact, which is in French. Centre international d'études criminologiques. Same thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Garden, some initials for you. BLB. BLB. Behind Lionel Blair. There's an alternative, alternative answer, and that is Boothby, Lovelace, and Bulbullion, which is apparently a type of nasal oxygen mask. <laughs> which is often behind Lionel Blair. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, here's one for you. NKUD. N-K... N-K-U-D. Not like a misprint. <laughs> N-K... N-K... Sorry. N... There is a misprint here. It's oh. N-K-V-D. Ah. V-D, you sure about that? <laughs> N-K-V-D. Never kiss Val Dunican. <laughs> uh, hence the misprint. Yes. <laughs> Possibly Neil Kinnock's verbal the... diarrhoea. Do you know what the, I suppose this is Turkish or something, do you know what the Turkish for never kissed Valdunikan is? Because uh, <laughs> I've got it here, it's Narodi Komitet Vnutrekink Del. Yes, that is right. <laughs> and we hurry along. <laughs> Barry, here are your uh, initials. A, 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 A. That's the Society for the Deaf, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. It depends. It's the American Association for the Advancement of Atheism. Of course it is. This is the point where I give the teams advance warning of the late arrivals that they'll be announcing at the end of the programme. And this week I'll be asking them to announce the late arrivals at the Shakespearean Ball. Shakespearean Ball. What fun that promises to be. <laughs> and now on to a round called Just a Minim, a musical round <laughs> in which the team members attempt to sing a song for a minute without hesitation, deviation or repetition. To help them along this evening, uh, playing entirely with his feet, is our resident pianist, Colin Sell. Well, the song here, and we're going to start with you, Willie. The song is, There's a Hole in My Bucket. Hello, my bucket. Dear Eliza, 
Nice Liz. There's an orifice in my receptacle. Enchanting Elizabeth. A vent. Then mend it. Lovely Georgie. Sweet George. Charming Georgina. Change the sex change, but I think perfectly acceptable. <laughs> then... Challenge from Graham. Deviation. <laughs> Good challenge. Yeah. Right, are you going to take up the song then, Graham? <laughs> yes, I will, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. I, I don't care. I'm easy. Uh, with what shall I mend it, darling Miss Minelli? <laughs> Adorable... L I Z A. Challenge from Steam. I, I may be wrong. There might have been some hesitation. It could have been a rest, for all I know. A, a, a semi brief rest or something, but it seemed like hesitation. It was a whole brief. Yes, it, it did occur to me that it was, which mm. means that you have to continue the song. No, in that case, there wasn't any. <laughs> it flowed naturally, I thought. Um, <laughs> through the hole in the bucket. Mm. Um, um, with a straw, um, poppity George, um, <laughs> lovely George person, uh, splendid Gregor, uh, <laughs> use a drinking tube, uh, dear old, um, Gregory, uh, nice, 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 um, oh no, you should be interrupting me now, oh, thank you. Oh. Graham Garden suddenly woke up then, and yeah. on, on the fifth nice, and challenged. Repetition of Gregory. <laughs> that was, yes. That was very good. Absolutely. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think I'm going to, uh, just to liven up the proceeding, I'm going to get Barry to, to take over as you've got yeah, yeah. to liven time. up the proceeding. <laughs> 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 well, I don't know where we are in the lyric now. Your story what are we calling? I think about the story is too long. Uh, Who asked you to interview? <laughs> <laughs> Being confirmed from the audience. Get back to the piano. The straw is too long. Oh, yes, yes. The fibrous tube is of an unfortunate... Um... You haven't said too long once yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it next time. <laughs> I've got Irish blood. The fibrous drinking appurtenance is too long. Um, scrumptious uh, uh, heroin of my fair lady. Um, delicious... Um, as ill backwards. <laughs> the, the aforementioned thing. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what, I'm so getting bored with that song. Yes, no <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Uh. And now the bad news. We've got a second song. <laughs> And this one is Old MacDonald, and we're going to start with you, Stephen. Oh Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I, another letter not dissimilar from that, and another one following, which is a vowel O. <laughs> and on this homestead, he had some chicks. Um, five more vowels. Choose them yourself. Uh, with a chick, um, fluff, fluffy yellow thing here, and a baby poultry animal, baby... Uh, oh, young thing there. Um, here, a small, round, um, sort of bilious thing. Uh, ooh. <laughs> Repetition of thing. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, on you go, Barry. Where are we? My memory's not... 
With the, oh, it's with a bum bum here, isn't it? No, you've got about five kicks to go first. <laughs> Story of my life. With that, oh God, um, with a, a former occupant of an egg. Um, pull it. No, that's not a command. Have we had pull it? <laughs> Have we had pull it? No. no. Uh, here and a, 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 a juvenile hen. Um, ah, a battery resident there. <laughs> um, here a. <laughs> oh, Challenge from Don't again. No, I don't. I think he went completely mad. He had a nervous. He had, he had a breakdown. I mean, the man is disintegrated. On you go, then. Oh. <laughs> and out in the country, he had some ducks. A, B, C, D, F. <laughs> With a quack quack here and a quick quack there. <laughs> here, there, another noise. Something more that comes out of those strange yellow beaks. There. <laughs> oh, I... I, ah. I repeated... I've got yeah. I accept that. I surrender. Yeah. Oh. Carry on, Steve. Oh, right. Um, and all the time he hasn't talked, he's here. Here, 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 here. Challenge from Graham Garden and Barry Cryer. Yeah. Incomprehensibility. Oh. It I works with, with Kenneth Williams. It always seems to work with him. I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, fair enough. I think that, I think uh, Stevens won that round, don't you, audience? <laughs> <laughs> The next round is called Limericks, and the reason why is that I'm going to ask our teams to make up some limericks, uh, especially those that are suitable for broadcasting. So, on to the next round. <laughs> now, I'll give you the first line, teams, and you can take one line each, and we'll start with you, Graham Garden. There was a young man from Strathspey. There was a young man from Strathspey who said... I don't think that I'm gay. <laughs> I'm quite neat and tidy. <laughs> but first thing on Friday... <laughs> I'm tossing my keyboard away. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Willie, well, we'll start with you for another limerick. And here's your first line. Whatever became of Jack Slipper? <laughs> he caught his best friend in his zipper. <laughs> <laughs> now, it wasn't the pain that made him complain. It was changing his first name to Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Stephen, you're going to start this last one. I once had a fully trained moth. <laughs> moth. Who'd swim like a fish in Scotch broth. <laughs> to end his routine... He'd fart, God save the truth. <laughs> 
<laughs> Has anyone here got a clock? <laughs> I'm being nudged. I'm being nudged by Monica on my left because I believe she has a score. Not for the first time. <laughs> so we go on now to a little-known game called Mornington Crescent. <laughs> and as Stephen Fry is a guest on the program, we won't be playing Rule Seven, no. so he can start. Right. Um, uh, Dollis Hill. Not seven. If we're not, not seven. Not seven. Uh, if we're not playing seven, who followed? You follow it. Yeah, but it's not, it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. Such seven. No, that's all right. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's not seven if... No. I would like to get through one round of this game without, a, <coughs> without an it. argument at the beginning. No, so. not an argument. Not just an ascertaining of the... silly old woman over there. He always does. I can change it. Dollars I'll Hill. make it easier. Colindale. Carry on, Barry. Colindale. I'll make it easier. Colindale. Well, I'm, I don't know what Ham thinks now. Which you've you done Dollish Hill. I'll change it to Collindale. Yeah, all right. Collindale makes okay. it simpler. Okay. Uh, Kilburn High Road. Baker Street. Uh, what? You can Morning, morning, morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go straight in. Sorry, too late. Well, oh, oh. Can't. Never been known. We'll have to go on. Uh, with me. With you, uh, Willie. You can't no, jump. No, you're. You can't jump Graham, Humph. Well, I can, because he took too long. I thought that we're was going to be seven. here all night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Graham, I'll give you I one... I think so. I'll give you three seconds more. All right. And more. that's it. Now, so we go on to... <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> Kensington Church Street. I've landed you right in it again. Ha, 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 ha. Wardour Street. Good. Oh. Um. Damn. All right. Oh, um, well, uh, Camden Passage. Morning's in Crescent. Ah. Yeah. Ah, I knew well, it. Well, I'm sure it was all right. I think it was all right. Sure. Now, sorry, a bit unfair you... as he's no, well, a guest. Stephen's a well, guest, and he, he hasn't played really very well. It was a bit brutal, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Anyway. Anyway, we, we won. Now? Anyway, we... Yeah. It's winning We have a round now, a new round, called Critics Forum, or Against Them. It's a round in which each team play the... <laughs> You're very well gone. so far. It's He's a round in which gone. each team play the part of two critics reviewing a play or film. When the other team buzz, the critics must totally change their opinion. And I'll give a long buzz on my buzzer, which sounds distinct from the other ones. It sounds like that. Uh, when the whole thing's gone on long enough. Temptation to buzz it now is almost... <laughs> <laughs> Stephen and Willie, would you please now discuss Phantom of the Opera? Um, I thought it was marvellous. I thought it, the whole thing, it, it really came off. Um, uh, it, I think it really ought to come off, I should have said. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a nonsense. It's absurd. I, I cannot understand how a grown man can possibly sit down and write such, such drivel as the critic who, who, who didn't like it wrote. Um, <laughs> it's... it's uh, well, it's a, it's a masterpiece. I don't think that'd be going too far. It's it's a masterpiece. Um, uh, it's a work which I think will will stand the test of time. Uh, I give it five minutes. Um, <laughs> uh, 
We haven't heard much from Willie yet. No. Um, I, I, I thought it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. I, 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 superb. I've never enjoyed myself so much in the theatre <laughs> as I was forced to enjoy myself. As a, there was nothing going on on the stage at all. Um, <laughs> it was an appalling evening. It was quite the worst evening I've ever spent in my life. Uh, uh, apart from going to see Phantom of the Opera. Um, <laughs> this, this was a singular experience and a tremendous experience. And something, I mean, to see Michael Crawford with this white mask on, somehow evoking, looking very like Sarah Brightman. Um, <laughs> I know, very hard to tell one from the other. Um, I believe Android Webber has very much the same trouble. Uh, <laughs> in some ways, reflected in the score, which at T interval was about 38 for two. Um, I can't remember now whether I'm for it or against it. <laughs> well, anyway, it's, it's the, um, I think that, that wraps it up, I think. Right, give, give Willie a round of applause there. He... <laughs> and Graham O'Barry, you're now going to review The Mousetrap. Well, uh, the whole art of writing a really good detective story is to keep the audience in suspense, and preferably in their seats, which unfortunately this didn't do. I thought it was very poorly put together, and the... Um, the audience, although badly put together, did stay in their seats for a riveting evening's theatre. Um, and when the riveting had finished, the stage was cleared and the play began. The curtain, the curtain went up to a roar of delight and the audience were absolutely spellbound with what they saw which was the curtain immediately coming down again. <laughs> but don't just take my word for it. Barry, Barry, what did you make of it? Abysmal is the word that springs to mind. Ice cream, call that ice cream. <laughs> Abysmal. I threw it under the seat and thought, I'm going to watch this archetypal suspense thriller. Lead me to it, I thought. And I looked at the stage and there it was happening. The curtain had stuck again. <laughs> we waited for it to rise, and I was keyed up. I was keyed up at that moment because this is a classic in a very real sense. And as, as I watched it, I thought, what is a very real sense? What are they talking about? I can see who's done it now. But leaving the orchestra aside... <laughs> I kept on watching this play and I thought, I see now why it's run for all these years. Because <laughs> people want somewhere to sleep. <laughs> OK. And the score, as everybody knows, is just sort of ticking over at this moment. We're going on to a round called Tag Wrestling. In this round, I'm going to give each team the tagline to a story, and I shall then start one of you off telling a story to fit your punchline. When I feel like it, I'll press my buzzer, and a member from the opposing team will have to take up that story, but make it fit their punchline. Gosh. So, Barry and Graham, your punchline is this, and take it down. Prince Charles did a wheelie. Is that a mess, Prince? No. <laughs> And they all live happily ever after. Stephen and Willie, your punchline is Roy Hattersley and the Puma skipped off to the forest and were married. 
Graham and Barry, you've had longer to think up your stories, so will you start now? Well, um, yeah, uh, it, was, it was the Royal BMX Day. A follow-on from It's a Knockout. They were wondering how they could follow that, and Prince Charles said, Look here, gang. Let's have a BMX day. It's flowing like Vaseline at the moment, isn't it? <laughs> Let's have a BMX day. So they all assembled at Balmoral, which was the uh, chosen location for the BMX day. And all... The BMX day was being held in Westminster Abbey. Uh, and luckily, Roy Hattersley was visiting there with his puma. Uh, <laughs> never been accused of not having a sense of puma. Um... <laughs> And how sad it was to see Prince Charles fall off his BMX and be carried away. To Balmoral. <laughs> With the royal family in hot pursuit, because Balmoral was one of their favourite BMX cycling grounds because of the total absence of pumas in that part of the country. Well, the day... <laughs> <clears throat> There's a kind of running shoe, which you may know, called, called, called a, a, a Puma, which is a sort of brand name, but we'll use it anyway at the moment, which is much used by bicyclists. And, um, uh, and Roy Hattersley. Roy Hattersley, who'd accompanied the royal family up to Balmoral, was just slipping on his, his pair of Pumas. Um, when it occurred to him that you can't, you can't slip on a pair of training shoes unless you've somehow formalised your relationship with them. Coupled with that, he was thinking, I wish I was with the royal family at their BMX rally, because at that moment, Prince Charles charged down a chute on his BMX at... The next time Roy Hattersley put on his puma was at the state funeral for Prince Charles. <laughs> a splendid occasion, and held in Westminster Abbey, which is extremely fortunate. But as Stephen said, he wished to consummate this marriage with his gym shoes. And, um... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Who's that slipping on a pair of pumas, exclaimed Prince Philip, president of the World Wildlife Fund. <laughs> I'll have his guts for garters. Meanwhile, Prince Charles, who was quite fit and well, but had was the victim of a misprint in the obituary column of the Times, <laughs> arrived down the mall, pedalling furiously on his BMX. And as he turned the corner... He stumbled. <laughs> on, on Roy Hattersley, who, though without his intestines, which were at the moment holding up his socks, um, was able to get on a bus to, um, um, as, well, as far as Waltham Forest, um, where he wanted, if possible, uh, to take his pumas. He... People were Ooh. slipping on pumas and uh, the prince was stumbling and, and riots were breaking out in the crowd, disarray everywhere. So our heir to the throne said, what can I do to make everybody happy today? And Prince Charles did a wheelie and they all lived happily ever after. Well done. <clears throat> Let's go on now to ask the teams to announce their late arrivals. And I'm going backstage to give Monica a trumpet lesson. <laughs> <laughs> While you all announce uh, your arrivals, late arrivals, at the Shakespearean Ball. Well, here are the Arnott Tobys and their son Toby. Arnott Toby. <laughs> <laughs> 
gets worse, it's all right. <laughs> oh, and there's a whole crowd of little Russian girls there. There's Tamara and Tamara and Tamara. <laughs> Creeps. Creeps. <laughs> <laughs> all the way from Wales, there's Nye, they're a borrower, and his girlfriend, Nora Lenderby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is... <laughs> Oh, and look over there. There's George, who's been sent by Godfrey, Harry and Anne. That's why you can hear everyone cry, Godfrey, Harry, Anne, sent George. Very <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, welcome, the Ruth. Pauls, my lieges, and their son, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> There's someone, uh, someone very flashy. I think it's Bassanio. He's turned up in a Porsche. Um... <laughs> oh, cabaret time's looming. I'm getting excited. <laughs> There's a ballet dancer called uh, Julietta Lott. Oh, she's a big girl. She's now known as Tutu Solid Flesh. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, just time to make an announcement about the winner of our, 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 our dancing competition. Um, now is the winner of our discotheque. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's Nonny over there. I'll call her over. Hey, Nonny. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> The Wait entire, a minute. Sorry. The entire ball has been costumed by Nathans. There's been much ado about Nathan. <laughs> but there's a by-election result coming in. Uh -oh. Loves, Labour's lost. <laughs> uh, two someone... gate crashers over there disguised as police women. Good heavens, it's Diane Fergie, the Merry Wives of Windsor. I'd <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like to warn um, all, all the guests at this ball to, to guard guard their puddings very carefully and to watch out for Autolycus, who's a snapper-up of unconsidered trifles. <laughs> um, Mind you, he's as tight as Andronicus. <laughs> ah, ah, here are the Things, with their unfortunate son, who always has such a rough time in Scandinavia, Sam Thing, who's rotten in the state of Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a Greek over there. I think he's a Greek. He's, he's selling neckwear. Oh, it's the Thai man of Athens. Time in the <laughs> Yeah. Oh, here's Stratford Johns and an Avon lady. <laughs> Good Lord, Stratford on Avon. Stop that. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Poor Yorick and their daughter, Alice Poor Yorick. <laughs> here's a tricky little number. Mr. and Mrs. Rona and their daughter, Minerva, who's said to be too soft and kind, which is why she's known as too gentle Minerva Rona. Oh. <laughs> she's brought a dog out, dance spot. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Compare thee to a summer's day and their daughter Shelley compare thee to a summer's day. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Thee to a nunnery and her daughter Gert. <laughs> and there's the, the Encrentz girl, Rose Encrentz, I think. No, no, it's a rose by any other name. That's it. Well, with, <laughs> with Monica's embouchure in shreds, I've come back now to tell you that that's the end of uh, this week's programme. See you next time. From the teams and myself, goodbye. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Willie Rushton and Stephen Fry were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme was produced by Paul Spencer. <laughs> <laughs>